You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, good evening, guys, gals, for what will be your Thursday edition. Um, it's nice to get back to the game week and these type of things where we can set the shows up accordingly and get yourself into, obviously, uh, for what I know now, for almost everybody, uh, the 4 p.m. kickoffers of the Colts on Saturday, NFL Network, uh, and hopefully nobody's got to worry about chasing down streams, things of that nature. Uh, if you do, um, you can always send me something. I, there's a couple of really good ones that come from Facebook, so if you wanted to DM me, wink, wink, I could maybe... Uh, Send you on your way that way for uh, those types of things. Um, as we, you know, obviously the joint practices with the Colts today uh, underway. Uh, Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd, your local experts uh, on the biggest stories on your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, Pete, it's it, it, the funniest thing about today, and, and I was actually telling Pete this uh, before we kicked this off, is if you read some of the reviews from the joint practices with the Colts today, Browns reporters-wise... And Tony Grossi, hey, thanks for finally establishing today that right guard appears to be an issue where everybody took reps there. Drew Forbes, it was almost like everybody got a run. If you want it to be Drew Forbes, hey, that's not the worst thing in the world. But uh, Tony Grossi, way to get there a month later to realize that maybe right guard could possibly be an issue. But it seemed like the all the reporters from the Colts side were like, oh my God, the Browns are manhandling everyone. And meanwhile, it was a little bit of a, you know, the roof is caving in, the water's everywhere, Pete, uh, you know, from the Brown side. It was just interesting from that standpoint. Look, obviously, no Andrew Luck. The Browns without Odell, without Jarvis Landry, whether Odell's got an injury or not. Guys, look, it's, this happens. You go full tilt, you get a little something. I think part of what it is with Odell is Freddie Kitchens is kind of telling everybody, I, I don't think you're going to see my... My brand new toy until Christmas Day. In, in this case, repeat Christmas Day is September eighth. Yeah, I, I, you know, I. There's two sides to this. On the one hand, you can say, you know, this is a really spons- responsible move by Freddie Kitchens, saying effectively, look, I, you know, I know what I have here, and I'm not going to mess with it. The other side of this is you can say. Well, I got this new toy, and I'm so afraid to put him out there that he's not going to be ready. I, you know, I'm not worried about it from that standpoint. With, with uh, Beckham, you know, I think I think he's going to be ready to go. I think he's going to be uh, very good. And so, in that respect, I, I'm glad that they are being responsible with him and not trying to rush him for the sake of rushing him to sort of be able to show him off and say well, look at this thing I've got and look how great I look in practice and stuff like that. And, you know, they, they do have the depth that can sort of benefit from that, that those opportunities. So, you know, Richard Higgins steps in there. You've got uh, Derek Willies now in light of Antonio Callaway's high ankle sprain. Uh, you know, this is not a suspension-related thing. He hurt his ankle in the preseason game. Uh, some of those other guys, Jalen Strong, who's who looks like he may – uh, sew up a spot at least for that the the time that Callaway will be missing uh, could potentially be in there. So there's a lot of good opportunities uh, for guys who need to compete anyway to get spots. And that's what you're looking for here. And and this is what we're trying to explain to everybody. And I'm going to go with this here and, and parlay it into this. It's also kind of with uh, Damon Sheehy Giuseppe. And over the last, I guess now it's been seven days since last Thursday, Pete, he's essentially turned into almost like the third most talked about Cleveland Brown. And I'm not sure there's a snowball chance in hell 
he can make the final roster unless they really, really value punt returner. Because, um, look, I mean, special teams-wise, what do you, you know, covering kicks is a heck of a lot more important than returning them, especially what you have offensively. But this is kind of where it's going now. And we're getting to this point in, you know, I think a lot of fans don't realize how quickly you get to 53. And, you know, some almost look at it kind of like, well, sure, we'd love to, but uh, you're not keeping 65 guys on this roster. Uh, So part of this goes back to um, Josh Cribbs. Uh, and, and, and how much of a factor he was now, is to his credit, he was a great gunner. Um, so it made it easier to sort of find roster spot for him. Uh, but he was one of the worst receivers you'll ever see in terms of being able to actually do the job. Um, so that that that's part of it is I think, it, you know, if you're just a returner, which is like Devin Hester style, you better be, you know, that kind of player where you're just a freaking out-and-out stud. Uh, and that's obviously easier said than done. Uh, so if, if he can cover, that goes a big, long way. I, I don't expect – he didn't – as far as I know, he didn't really even play receiver in Juco. So no, he was literally the Devin Hester of his Juco team. So if, you know, if, if you're going to make the team, you have to be that dynamic where you're, you, know, you're, you're, you change the game in terms of every time you go out there – they're either kicking it away from you or you are punishing them for not kicking away from you. So it's a really tall order for him. That's that's a, that's very difficult to do, and, and that's why I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a great story. He's got a moment. Uh, I think the Browns have a moment that people will remember for a long time. You know, this will go up there in the annals of preseason history with the likes of Ben Gay uh, and some other preseason legends. Uh, but it's really hard to then, you know, Curry that over into a, a roster spot. And, and part of that is just because the Browns are better. It's not easy to to do that anymore. Uh, so, you know, as comes talent, it's it's more difficult to sort of have toys on the field. And, and if you're going to have somebody like that, I think it's more likely to be, you know, the Matthew Slater type. Uh, you know, obviously with the Patriots – has been an all pro and all these other things. And he doesn't return kicks. He's entirely everything else. He's a gunner. He's a blocker, those type of things. So those actually have more value, you know, than pure return ability. So in that case, you're looking at guys like maybe Otavier Thomas or somebody like that, who's, you know, a corner in name only really. And it's about everything else. So, you know, if somebody's going to be able to do that, and I don't rule it out because Freddie Kitchen seems to put that much of an emphasis on it, that, that there's, an, there's a path for it, but I don't think she, he's the likely to do it. I mean, you know, the perfect way for, you know, for this to work out for Sheehy is to maybe get yourself onto the practice squad, and maybe you find a way where you can use a guy, obviously, look, there ain't no doubt about whether or not the kid can run, you, you know. He's faster than a jackrabbit. And then over the course of a couple of months and maybe something happens or even you value it, you know, in the latter part of the season where, hey, it's not bad to have this return aspect and maybe there's a couple of things we can do with him. And even if you just run him on some, you know, some jet motions where people are going to have to account for him, you know, there's still work to be done. It's one thing to be a great returner. I mean, he's literally like a, right now he's like a kid who's really, really good at tag. But how do I use that? In the rest of the football context, I mean, because he's got to be able to tackle somebody. Uh, if he is, you know, 
if he's a receiver, he's got to be able to block somebody every now and then, at least get in somebody's way, um, you know, and more, you know, as far as route running and stuff like that, it, it's somebody ideally you want to stash away to a practice squad is Damon Sheehy Giuseppe. But look, it, it, either way, it, it, it's been a fun story to this point, and you know, maybe somebody does really value the punt return. And even the thing, it's one punt return week one against most likely eleven guys who are not going to be playing in the NFL this year. But look, for now, it's a great story. Let's see if we can parlay it in a week two for Damon Sheehy Giuseppe. Uh, we got a lot more coming here. Uh, you know, obviously on Lockdown Browns, we're gonna get a little bit more into the Colts. We got some listener questions, some fun stuff to get to. Um, but for now, we do have obviously the good folks over at Manscaped, um, uh, the number one grooming company. Uh, man, oh, come on now. All right, here we go, folks. I apologize. Manscaped, who is n- number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. The Manscaping offers the precision engage precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code LOCKEDON, capital L, capital O. Again, manscaped.com, 20% off. Use that promo code, capital L, capital O, Locked On, and we appreciate Manscaped sponsorship of Locked on Browns. A little fumbling on the words today. A little couple days off from Manscaped. That one usually comes out like water. But, of course, to the folks at Manscaped, thanks. Uh, Pete, you put out a good one here today. Um, you know, Obviously, the week here, and this is kind of where it gets a little different when you have the joint practices. It's not just the game. It's leading up to it. But uh, you put out you know three points that we're looking to, you know, what happens as we go through this week here with the Colts. Obviously, no Andrew Luck. Um, I guess we'll start there. The talk today is, you know, now it's a uh, – there's even some question about whether or not Andrew Luck – they're not positive he's ready for week one. So it's, you know, for the Colts with a lot of promise here, this is something, you know, you don't want to be down this road again with Andrew Luck. And thank God – let's I guess thank God it's a leg and not an arm. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, it's it's great that it's not that same shoulder, but obviously you don't want, you know, mystery injury, which is apparently moving, uh, to, you know, impact him. Anything that holds him back from that end is is bad. I mean, it, the second you hear Andrew Luck an injury, it doesn't matter where it is. You're sort of cringing at the notion that he's going to be out for a while. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's it's bad. Obviously, it's bad for a team that, that thought – uh, with with good reason that they could be in potential uh, contender territory, and maybe maybe this is why they didn't go full bore on spending money in free agency. Is perhaps they anticipated something with this, uh, but either way, uh, the Colts are well positioned to you know be be good for a little while. Uh, but Andrew Luck's a big part of that, so uh, that puts their sort of regular season and, and, and playoffs this year in, in doubt if he's out for an extended period of time. Again, Jacob Brissett is a very capable quarterback. Uh, he's just not Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, healthy, is one of the best about five uh, quarterback, you know, five to seven quarterbacks in the league. Uh, and when I did, you know, I did an article a long time ago basically taking the quarterbacks, picking the quarterbacks that I would take over Baker Mayfield, like Andrew Luck was one of the very few uh, with Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson, and uh, there's probably somebody else in there. But that's uh, it's a very short list, and he's on it because he just has such an incredible amount of ability. And and you know, it's it's it was obviously very good for the NFL to have him back 
the dividends were immediate. It, it's 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 bad for the everyone. Uh, you know, uh, other than the you know the Browns fans going well, that's potentially one less team competing. Uh, but it's bad for the NFL when he's not in there because it's just a better game uh, when he's playing. And that you know that's what you're looking for now. But uh, Pete, your three things as we uh, you know roll on in here to Colts Week. Uh, so the first one was just the individual matchups. Uh, you know they've been practicing against guys like Odell Beckham and, and uh, Jarvis Landry and Antonio Callaway and all this, but T.Y. Hilton and, and Derwin uh, Devin Funches are, are just two extremes uh, on the spectrum. T.Y. Hilton is obviously smaller and you know remarkable speed and agility for the position, uh, like four three speed, but he's smaller. He's get more difficult to get hands on in that respect. And Devin Funches is obviously on the other end of the spectrum where he's massive and the Browns don't really have a receiver like that size. I mean, Derek Willis is a pretty big guy. Jalen Strong is a pretty big guy, uh, but Funchess is that big and more athletic. So those are different matchups for those corners to deal with. Uh, Eric Ebron is very similar and stylistically to David Djoku, but Ebron has done it more. Uh, and there, that's, that's another area where you have to, you know, deal with it because he's a little more proven. Uh, you know, Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon, and Jannard Avery are fantastic on the edges. Uh, but, you know, and Jabal Sheard and uh, Justin Houston are different. Uh, they are wily veterans in terms of they've got a ton of experience in the league. They are not, you know, supremely gifted athletes so much as they are very powerful, uh, technical Guys who win with angles, win with hand hand uh, placement and positioning, and and find their way to the quarterback. But you know, obviously, going from Miles Garrett and those guys to to these guys, Greg Robinson and Chris Hubbard could go uh, a long way in making everybody feel better about their pass protection at those tackle spots. Uh, that would be very good. And then the second thing I, I was, you know, I'm interested in is the two teams running game, defensive line wise. The Browns are great, obviously very talented. The Colts have a very big, very talented offensive line. Uh, Quentin Nelson obviously was fantastic in his rookie year. Anthony Costanzo is a very capable offensive tackle uh, on the left side. Ryan Kelly is a very talented center who's dealt with injuries. Uh, and they, they've got some other big guys over there. Uh, the kid, they, the second-round pick they took out of uh, Auburn last year is massive, very athletic, and then they took uh, – uh, they added Mark Lewinsky. Uh, so, you know, the Browns have to be able to deal with those linemen and the talent they have and and hopefully enable uh, their linebackers and stuff to make plays on the, on the backs. And, and the Colts don't may not have sort of a, you know, a franchise running back to deal with. But Ma- Marlon Mack is talented. He's also very fast. Deontay Foreman is very big, powerful guy. And they've got some other guys that present some different options like uh, – Naeem Hines is a little of a shiftier guy, but they've got a lot of different looks they can provide. The Colts, uh, defensive line, already mentioned their ends. Tackle-wise, they've got a lot of size, uh, options in terms of bigger, smaller, quicker. And they, you know, the Browns, when they made the move to Eric Cush from Kevin Zeitler, they got more of a a zone-type line a position blocking line, particularly on the right side. Uh, But they've also got to be able to find ways to 
drive guys to the second level. Otherwise, they're allowing you know Darius Leonard, who is you know made All Pro and Pro Bowl and all that nonsense as a rookie to fly around and make plays. And if they can't shield off, they can't basically you know take guys to the second level and sort of give him things to run around. He flies around, is able to get to the get to Nick Chubb or whoever's in the backfield at that point, which is certainly something you don't want to see. So hopefully, you know, beyond just getting in the way, we're seeing some movement, some some good position work and, and taking advantage of good angles. And then the third area is just seeing the Browns show themselves to be able to compete and hang with a team that made the playoffs and is, you know, at least theoretically a contender. Uh, the Colts have got our step ahead of the Browns and sort of proving themselves. They've been to the playoffs. They they've had a chance to win football games in there. They're trying to make the step to the Super Bowl. The Browns, you know, had a nice run last year, but they ultimately haven't made the playoffs. And this is a team where they can really use as a barometer and a measuring stick where they are. And and without Andrew Luck, that becomes more of a individual uh, situation where you know the t- best guy on our roster can f- to the, the last guy on our roster can compete with their guys or are better than or whatever. Uh, and nobody's game planning, so it's not about well we can get this this and this against this team. It's we're running what we run. We're working on what we're working on. We're trying to get better at those things and basically just seeing if we execute trust technique, do those things, and then compete physically with these guys to sort of showcase what, you know, at least from a talent perspective uh, and from a teaching and technique perspective, where this team measures up. Because obviously it's going to be different, uh, you know, on a Sunday during the season or the playoffs or whatever when you are trying to game plan and, and take advantage of the other team. Right now you're just trying to – do what work on the things you're working on and 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 beat them that that way. Uh, and you know you you wonder what you're going to see with Baker. You know, is it going to be a another smaller sample size where you kind of have a game plan in mind? Um, and look, it's trending. You're not going to see Odell. You're not going to see Jarvis. Most likely, maybe you'll see Jarvis. I don't know. Um, it looks like if they said Odell, maybe has some sort of a hit pointer. Uh, look, this is where we're at, guys. You know, Odell's not going to take a snap this August in. I'm more than okay with that. Um, Rashard Higgins just continues to grow, and that was one thing that came from the joint practices today. Is you know, <laughs> you know, Rashard Higgins is the goods, and you know, old the old pat on back. We'll take it. Yeah, we tried to tell you this. It was just a matter of getting Rashard Higgins with a guy that was capable of, you know, meshing with him and at least getting the ball when he was getting open. Rashard's got talent, uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, you want to see a little bit, you know, obviously the running game, but you you want to. It's not so much the running game, but you want to see. You know, Dontrell Hilliard, you're going to have to pass pro a little bit. Some of these other backs are going to have to pass pro a little bit. This is going to be a key. Um, how another veteran hasn't been brought in yet, it still surprises me in that. But it's it's not just what you do with the ball. There's the other things that are required of a running back. Um, you know, Hilliard, you know, you want to see a little bit of yards per carry. Uh, the offensive line, just let's get better. I mean, we've got to see some meshing at least, you know, if it's Cush, if it's not. I mean... Pete, I'm almost to the point now where hell, it, you know, if Drew Forbes was taking reps with the guard, somebody get in there, seize this freaking job. I don't care who it is, Mister X, take the job. Yeah, I mean, this uh, look, um, you do not want to be heading into a situation like last year, where you know, week before the season, we're jerking around uh, our left guard, uh, making left tackle, a- yeah, and then. And then having him go back and putting in a kid who barely got any reps, 
uh, in there at, at left tackle. And certainly there's far more of a method to the madness under this coaching staff, but nevertheless, clearly we are not where we need to be in terms of settling on. And, and that, that seems to be the apt word here. It doesn't, because no one to this point is seizing the position. Uh, they need somebody to grab, you know, grab the opportunity and take it. But, but if not, then it just becomes the best of who, who, who can do it or, or potentially if they're not where they need to be right now, that they are in a position to get better. And certainly Drew Forbes is a guy that you're hoping, uh, you know, is not great now in terms of where he is, but can get there hopefully with times and reps. And that's, that's a question of how, how quickly is he improving and how uh, much is he sort of absorbing in terms of being able to process a bunch of information, take it in and then apply it on the field where he's not just sort of brawling out there, but he is doing what he's coached to do that. He is uh, taking the appropriate angle steps, all that stuff. Uh, but if he can do it and, and do it effectively, that's great. But certainly at this point in, in the pre in the preseason and all that, it doesn't feel that way. Now that, that, that could certainly change. And on some level, there's there's the element of one in competition. But obviously, everybody would be happier if if the, the offensive line was settled settled and, and determined already. I think Freddie Kitchen would tell you would be the first to tell you that, and he sort of hinted at that. But if that's not the case, then you know you got to roll until you find somebody you believe in that can do it, and then and then get to it. I mean, yeah, we're at the point now. Somebody get nasty, uh, you know, f- find it, seize it. You know, I don't think when they signed Cush, their theory was you're going to be the right guard of this team, uh, Corbett, for wherever spirally is. And from some people I've talked to is, is he just cannot maintain contact in his blocking. That's an issue. Um, and anybody wants to say, though, that maybe he'll be the center in 2020. Uh, if this is an issue now, that's those are one of those issues that are really difficult. Uh, <laughs> to uh, basically uh, fix that's that that's a big big problem, guys. And you know, luckily this team is deep enough that if you did whiff on the 33rd overall pick in the 2018 draft, I think you can overcome it. But you know, obviously it's still not a good thing. But whatever, you, you know. Well, the bottom line is you don't want to be chasing needs. That's never the you know, nope. and and up to this point, for the most part, you know they've sort of anticipated they've scheduled drafts well and what i mean by schedule to sort of found themselves needing positions where drafts were strong in uh for the most part i think they've done a good job with that and that's that's multiple regimes deep uh i think uh, think dorsey's done a good job with that as well i thought sashi did a good job with that uh but yeah i mean especially if you know looking ahead if you're looking at this from the standpoint of well the browns you know, are scheduled based on, on what we're seeing. They're going to schedule to be needing a tackle. Right now, the early impressions are this is a great class to need a tackle in. Uh, and that's that's kind of where you want to be able to, to operate is being able to look ahead and, and get a sense of where things are going, plan out. You know, you've got your your, 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 your very short-term plan for basically you know, the next couple of weeks. You've got your longer-term plan for this coming year. And then you've got, you know, going further than that and how that alters, you know, scheduling on who you want to sign, those type of things. Obviously, you know, that, that plan may have been altered for, for Antonio Callaway with his actions. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they've done a good job with that. Uh, you know, but you don't want to get in a situation where you're, you're chasing from behind in that respect. I think the Duke Johnson pick could be huge for them, but they've got to be able to capitalize. And uh, you know, obviously 
you don't plan for Corbett to fail. And that's not to say he has failed, but certainly he's not where they want him to be right now. And, and it is a concerning situation. And, you know, and look, and everybody who tries to say when we harp on these things, but, um, you know, you hit on a Jannard Avery, uh, Derek Willies, uh, a guy who came out of nowhere. Um, you, you, you can make up for mistakes uh, by bringing in other assets. And, yeah, um, we're going to get to some draft stuff here a little bit later in the month. I know a bunch of people have been asking Giovanni, Giovanni Ravis. Uh, you know, it's one of the bigger ones. We'll get you some stuff and get you some primers here as we get through it, and we're going to find a way to work in some sort of prep because the pregame shows may have to be like Saturdays at least till Pete gets through his high school season. But a lot of stuff coming here. Um, we'll get to a little bit more here. Um, best way to help Pete. Uh, best way to help me. Uh, Browns Maven for Pete. Uh, at Browns Maven on Twitter. Uh, BrownsMaven.com. Go over there. Become a member. Get involved in the forums. Talk about the articles. Uh, just a hunch here. Uh, I have a feeling business is about to pick up over there. So you guys might want to Make sure you're on board with that. Uh, as always, the best way to help the show, uh, if you listen on iTunes, subscribe. Drop a written review. Drop a five-star. But it doesn't matter. Whatever platform you listen on, give a good rating to the show, guys, because uh, you know we're doing everything we can for you here. Uh, obviously, I you know, have a long day working my you know, 9 to 5, which is a joke because it's literally 7 to 5. Uh, Pete's in the height of you know, his summer and getting the Streetsboro program on the road for the 2019 season. So we got a lot going on, but we're doing everything. It'll be nice to get into September where Pete's more into a normal flow. I'm more into a normal flow with the kids and all that. But as always, guys, we appreciate the support. So uh, just help us out with that if you possibly can. A couple things I want to get to here, Pete. I wanted to get to this last night, and uh, I'm aggravated I missed it. Um, we had talked, you know, I guess probably about two weeks ago with the whole Golden Tate situation. And I'm pissed at myself for forgetting this. But you can't claim fertility issues, and this is why... You took a certain drug. Pete, Golden Tate went to the league and tried to say, well, I took it for fertility issues. His wife gave birth in February, Pete. Uh, yeah, that's, um... I mean, why? I mean, it's like the dog ate your freaking homework. Yeah, um, well, you know, do you come back and say, well, me, the mistress and I are trying to get pregnant? Exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to bang up. Uh, I'm trying to bang up uh, Cinnamon, who works the stage from nine to eleven at the local go-go joint. I mean, come on, dude. Just admit you try. I mean, th- just say nothing, then. I didn't know. I don't know what got in my body. It, it, look, I am a rare commodity, and a woman propositioned me for my seed, so to speak. And uh, I, I, I have a side business, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I am selling uh, stock, so to speak. Uh, you know, I. I I need Notice. well. I had a daughter, so I, I need I need sons in my life. I need somebody to live off of in twenty five years. I am no different than a racehorse. Uh, I I have a stud feet, a sire, and, uh, and uh, the, you know I have to make sure I'm at uh, full capacity. But yeah, um, you got to do the math better than that. Uh, that's that's um, not good. Not good because here's the thing. You know, that's bad on, on two reasons. And the other thing is because some there are guys who could legitimately run into this and, and you know, whatever credible situation they might have been able to get get away with, now it becomes, you know, you're completely cynical and there's no situation where you can sort of get away with it at this point. And, uh, you know, to the Giants fans who are still trying to run with this, gosh, just just let it go. I mean, just, just, just let it go. Uh, he was trying to cut a corner. Um, and the other thing is, you know, oh, well, the doctor told me it was okay. So you're going to take a fertility doctor's word 
over the people who are you paying you in you know Golden Tate maybe is what was was scheduled to make what probably ten million dollars this year. Come on, don't be stupid. And to the former NFL quarterback, when I put the tweet out yesterday about Golden Tate and his wife's gender reveal last December, the former NFL quarterback who sent me the DM and he's like, "Thank you," because everybody's trying to play this part. Appreciate you, big fella. Appreciate you on that respect. Um, we got a. I do have a good listener question to get to here today, and this is. A lot, we've gotten a, a lot of questions lately on the four two five and big nickel, and that's good. And I appreciate you guys reaching out and asking this information because we love to talk about this part of the game as well. Um, Marcello, uh, definitely a big fan of the show and appreciate him. Uh, and his question is trying to explain the Mac Wilson role as far as Pete with what we used to we said all last year about Jabril Peppers, where maybe you know. You could use him in nickel and dime at linebacker. And it's trying to explain almost, Pete, what exactly is, you know, big nickel? Uh, first and foremost, big nickel just instead of three corner. So when you go nickel, you have five DBs on the field. Um, and, you know, normal nickel tends to be three corners. Uh, you, you pull in a slot corner. You take a linebacker off the field, you put in a slot corner, and uh, there you go from there. Big nickel, all that means is, but big, it means you're still five DBs, but instead of putting in another corner, you put in a third safety. Uh, and, and they're still in that, tend to be in the slot role, and that it's just a little bit more of a physical presence. Uh, you know, they can be more honest to run, com- com- compete with tight ends and stuff like that. Uh, as it pertains to Mac, uh, yes, you could see him do some some multiple things in that in that uh, scenario. I think he's more likely to be a linebacker, which you know brought up somebody else asking me a different question, which was, you know, how, should he lose a bunch of weight so he can be sort of a quasi safety? My response to that is no. But, but I mean, I thought he should lose a little bit of weight coming out of college because he was in like the low two forties. I think he should be in the you know, probably the low two thirties. Um, but that's entirely because, you know, if you're, if you're looking at the two interceptions he had, uh, in the game, they weren't in man coverage, they were zone drops. And, you know, you don't want the guy to be too light. Like you're worried about him chasing around guys in man coverage. If he's doing zone drops, because in zone, you know, first and foremost, you're getting to a spot and you're, you're patrolling a little bit of zone, but, you know, if you're in the middle, you have to deal with crossers. You have to get a jam on guys, and you don't want him to be too thin. Where end, he can sort of almost like run through you and cross the middle. So you don't want to tight end receiver is big enough to basically laugh that off. Uh, and you want to be able to be physical. So if they do have to make a run read that they can get there, you don't want guys to be so small in that scenario that they are then unable to perform that duty. So. You know, I get where people are coming from. You want to be able to sort of do man coverage and, and those type of things. But relative to what he's doing, he's a good zone uh, linebacker. You don't need him to lose a ton of weight. Uh, I think low 230s, maximizing his agility is great. I, I don't know where he's at right now. He looks like he might be in that range already. Uh, could he theoretically do some safety stuff? Mm. Potentially. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wouldn't expect it. Uh, I, I think more likely, and we've talked about this before. If the big nickel sticks in, it's going to be more guys like Eric Murray. It's going to be guys, you know, Jermaine Whitehead. Maybe it's going to be those type of guys. Morgan Burnett, obviously. 
And then if they if they don't trust those guys to do it, I think it'll just be instead of a third safety, they'll just bring in another corner in, and potentially they may go to a dime type situation where they just take two safeties off and put four corners in in the one types one safety uh, where where if it's TJ Carey, he's theoretically the uh, safety or the uh, slot guy, slot safety in that standpoint or whatever. Right now, the indication is the Browns are putting a lot into TJ Carey. Uh, He was one of the guys who did not play in the first preseason game. He seems to be a a guy who's going to has a a lot in terms of responsibility. They really like him as that slot defender. He's a guy who will tackle. Uh, They may move him around in some of those things. So that is, I think, where you're going to get a lot of your slot. Now, they could... In certain teams, if they've got a really small or shifty guy, they may go match up with size and speed on that. I mean, you could even have Denzel Ward slide in there, theoretically. But I, I think more likely they'll, they'll just uh, match size for size. But, uh, you know, I like what I've seen so far from Mac Wilson. I, I think he can be very good at that. But I don't think you want to put the cart before the horse too much. I think you're more likely if you're going to see him – reps he's going to get are more likely to come out of Chris Kirksey as opposed to in lieu of another DB. No, I agree with you there. And look, essentially, I mean, the Browns are grooming these two young kids, Sione Takitaki and Mac Wilson, to eventually be two-thirds of the linebacking core or to be the first, the top two. We'll see how that works out. And look, you guys know our theory on Joe Schobert and the essential that he brings to it. Um, but to put Big Nickel in a in a nutshell, it's you're putting a you're taking off a smaller player who can't tackle, and you're hopefully replacing the athleticism, and you're hopefully bringing up a guy who can be a force in the run game and do some coverage. That that's why you go Big Nickel, and this is part of where this game the NFL is at now. I mean, you get eat up. You know, by backs out of the backfield. You know, normally they can run away from linebackers. Hopefully, you have safeties who are athletic enough to play the big nickel and can run with the Connors of the world and the Mixons of the world and those types of things. That's why you go this right, this route. Mac Wilson, no. You, 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 and the first things first is for a fifth round pick. And look, Mac was not didn't test like the most athletic guy in the world. So I don't know if it's a question of him losing the weight to play like this type of guy. No, I, I don't think it is. In for right now, everything's working with Mac Wilson, so it's almost of a. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, I I think for now it looks like they they may have an asset going further further, and you know, if we've got to eat that shit burger sandwich, we will. We've certainly eaten before, and then we had to regurgitate it after we tried to jump on the Antonio Callaway bandwagon. But you know, that's where it is, and with it's different. And look, and I and we've talked about it. It's going to be different every week because the advantage you have with Mitchell and Carey. And obviously with Greedy Williams in the fold is you know, there's so many ways they can play this and everybody hears 4-2-5 and Big Nickel and there's going to be a lot of you know, different game planning as far as, far as who, it is, who it is week in, week out. Uh, Tennessee, who knows how much we'll see of this. You may want three linebackers on the field because if Derrick Henry's playing, anybody tackling Derrick Henry, it's one of those, you know, grab something and and, and pray for help that somebody else is going to get there. It, you just don't focus so much on you know strategic terms, and you know you have a former head coach of the defensive coordinator, so there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching as what it is week in week out. You're not really concerned about Tennessee's passing game. You're probably more concerned about stopping the run. And you know if Mar- Mar- Marcus Mariota wants to throw 40 times, 
God bless us. That, that, that's a perfect scenario. So you just take it week in, week out as it comes. Uh, Pete, league-wise, Brown-wise, anything we've missed? Uh, if we have, I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think for the most part we've covered it. Uh, there's most Mostly it's just people people whining uh, about, you know, various things. I guess Jimmy Garoppolo threw, like, five interceptions on five straight plays in practice. Apparently he's in, like, double digits already. So he's, he, you know, so that's going on. That's that's what happens when you got BJ Mullins behind you. You freaking you, you get nervous. It's a big presence behind him. So yeah. Anyway, I don't I don't think anything particularly remarkable has happened. Uh, you know, the, nothing has happened on the clowny front. Uh, Antonio Brown is still there. Ezekiel yeah, Elliott's waiting for his money. The Cowboys apparently have to pay everybody and have no idea how to figure it out. So there's a lot. Of- I, 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 did you see the uh, the 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 way? That uh, Jerry Jones uh, sort of referenced that he 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 described it in terms of basically if you're laying on the ground with like parts of your body amputated, you're bleeding. That you're just sort of waiting for someone to come along and help you. Like that's you're just trying to wait this thing out. Like that made any sense. That is his description for uh, trying to get all these guys signed. Well, I mean, you know, the, the Cowboys, it's, you know, I, they're a lovable mess right now. And they finally got the the ship righted towards some success. And, you know, now it's do you pay all the skill guys and you have nobody to block for them? And w- what's going to be made of your D? It's got to love them. You know, they're they're becoming a, a another lovable mess, the Dallas Cowboys. Browns, Maven, Pete, uh, what's the latest? Well, we read what I uh, essentially went through what I did today. Um, you know, content up every day uh there may be some changes coming which is hopefully nothing but good for for the people who are already there and hopefully it just expands what we already do uh when i know more i, I will let you know but uh getting a little bit of the heads up on, on what some of this si stuff may mean should be good so onward and upward i suppose from that angle oh and look i mean that's you know i mean for you for me i mean look, we're, we're putting out work every day for it hopefully to you know improve and have avenues where it can improve we'll, we'll take it guys and look for obviously some twitter bs over the last 12 15 hours look it, it's getting to the point now where look i know how p- busy pete is you guys know how busy i am you know obviously managing a family and everything else so we, we have a shit ton in the hopper there's just certain stuff we just can't deal with anymore um you're not along for the ride that's cool we get it, 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 it you ain't our flavor we totally get it but I don't have time, and seriously, to get through like Twitter beefs and, and nonsense through that anymore. I, there's just seriously no stinking time, and especially now where we're going to start to you know start peeking our eyes towards some draft stuff too. So um, with that stuff, and for everybody for the support today, fantastic, we appreciate it. And look, you know, and in, and in the DMs and asking questions, and you know, I'll answer a bunch of them in the DMs, and then there's somewhere it's you know I'm like oh, I'm going to take this one and put it on the show. And those are the people, look, those are the people, you know, that's what I care about. That's what's helping this show grow. Those are the people that are here every day. The rest of his stuff, it's honestly just nonsense. There's no doubt about that. Looking forward to the rest of the week. Looking forward to getting to a post-game show. I'm looking Saturday, looking even forward, forward, even more forward to the fact that Pete, that, that post-game show will probably come a little after 7. It's always nice. We'll crank that sucker, sucker out. But uh, just, it, it's nice to just get back into the normal routine of it. Uh 
cannot thank everybody enough. Follow Pete at uh, at underscore Pete Smith underscore at Browns Maven. BrownsMaven.com. Go ahead. Like I said earlier, go ahead. Set up. Become a member. Uh, the Lockdown Browns Twitter account at Lockdown Browns. All lower. Uh, all lowercase. DMs are open. Follow back account. Anything you need, send it over that way. At me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open there. And I have no problem, guys. Look, I will try to get to everything. I cannot always get to everything, but anything you guys are bringing me, I'm trying to you know give it back to you guys. It's the least I can do. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.